thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 26 Lord of my love, to whom in vassalage thy merit hath my duty strongly knit, to thee I send this with an embassage, to witness duty not to show my wit. Duty so great, which wit so poor as mine, may make seem bare in wanting words to show it. But that I hope some good conceit of thine in thy soul's fort, or naked, will bestow it. To whatsoever star that guides my moving, points on me graciously with fair aspect, and puts apparel on my tottered loving, to show me worthy of thy sweet respect. Then may I dare to boast how I do love thee. Till then, not show my head where thou, where thou mayst prove me. Oh, oh, that was that was quite a nice bit of patter in that one. I'm, I that, that was I was Sonnet Twenty Six. I need to do this in the right order. I'm I'm Mark Chasley, and and I'm recording with a friend all of the sonnets, and he's here too, and he is. Jerry Hillis. This, this, this is. Yeah, I always thought you were going into rap there. <laughs> I don't rap, no. I can barely speak at a normal pace, let alone fast. And that, that was Sonnet, Sonnet 26, which has awesome words in it, like vassalage and embassage and, and whatsoever and, and, and great words. Tottered, which I'm fairly sure I read wrong when I read it out earlier. Um, what do you think of this one, Thierry? It's. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> strange. <laughs> I think it just... that sums it up, yes. I mean... <sighs> just, <laughs> I it just... I don't know. It, I can't say it blows my mind. It just... I, I'm reading it again now, and I'm just going, what the hell is he doing? I, it's, it's, again, uh, if you listen to... <laughs> The Sonnet 25 we're talking about and in Sonnet 25 you had Shakespeare going yes I'm I'm don't have a lot of goodness in my life the the stars haven't looked kindly on me and here he is in the next Sonnet going uh to thee I send this written embassage to witness duty not to show my wit so duty a duty so great which wit so poor is mine it's Shakespeare going yeah I can't really write very well and, and I'm not that funny sorry after um, he started it with lord of my love to whom in vassalage thy merit hath my duty strongly it just I'm, I'm no good with words yeah. uh, they, they don't come naturally to Shakespeare obviously <laughs> obviously and it's despite having invented hundreds and hundreds of them. So, I mean, because I, it, it leads me to, to wonder if in these sonnets he's not meant to be him. And I know that is a theory that is out there that he's playing a character in, in this role, which which could be a female character, which then gets rid of the supposed harem. Awkwardness. And, and, yeah. Well, it would be. Well, yeah, I guess it's a boy. Yeah, true. But it's never it is never explained. But for, for Shakespeare to one say I've never been, I fortune hasn't looked kindly on me, and then I'm not so good at writing. Just I don't know. Seems a bit odd to me. He did. I don't think anyone has ever said that he's no good at writing so eloquently as Shakespeare does in this sonnet. <laughs> It's like someone going on X Factor and singing about how they can't sing, although probably that, that would, they yeah, that. sing. Yeah, maybe that's not a good that's not a good analogy. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but this this seems to be a, a sonnet about writing 
I'm going to go with. Because <laughs> I haven't quite dissected it enough to know what it's really about. Um, well, it, at, at first look, it, it seems like this sonnet in itself is the ambassage. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce the word? Ambassage? Ambassage? I ambassage. said ambassage, but that could be completely wrong. I, I'm pretty sure I've never come across that. I, I guess it means message or... Yeah, and, and a letter that you send to a lord. Yes, and and the lord in this, I'm guessing, is the fair youth. He's he's now calling the fair youth the lord to to place the fair youth higher than him. Well, he he says lord of my love, so I, I would guess that it's not an actual. Well, we we don't know who the person was. It might be an actual lord, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the whole the whole sonnet is about how. I can't write. I'm no good at writing. Uh, please um, uh, allow your imagination to to fill in the rhyme. And and please, please, I hope you look on this graciously. I'm, try- I'm trying my best. But until my skill as a writer gets better, I'm not going to be very good at, at saying how wonderful you are and how much I love you, says the man who's writing 154 sonnets to this person. It, it's, it's such a weird pair of sonnets this one and the last one to come across I think it is I what's the line puts a peril on my totter loving to show me worthy of thy sweet respect it just it, could he have been more convoluted convoluted in, in saying I don't know how to tell you this <laughs> I it just I don't know. Maybe he's making fun of himself. I mean, he, he, he if you write like that, you, you obviously know that you are good with words. Yes. And just, I mean, he's taking it to quite an extreme here by saying that he cannot write. Unless it's the the Shakespeare equivalent of that episode of Doctor Who where they meet Van Gogh. And, and that might be true that he just doubts himself. He, yeah. They did do a Doctor Who episode with Shakespeare, didn't they? But he was a bit arrogant in that. So. Yeah, yeah. He, I didn't like that Shakespeare. <laughs> arrogant Shakespeare, we don't like. And and yeah, these two sonnets, I I think are a bit. I don't know. It's the, it's the same reason that that, and we mentioned it in the last the last podcast that the whole nobody loves me mentality that that used to be teen angsty and people would grow past, but for some reason. In in at least in my generation, which is kind of the same as Thierry's generation, um, it's, it's not. You're making it sound like you're like a lot older than me. It's only a couple of years different. Only a couple of years, but it, it seems to be hanging on now. Into some people seem to hang on to that as an identity into their twenties, and and it's really annoying. This because I know there are people out there who have issues with with social interactions but these aren't people like that they're just nobody loves me why does nobody love me and and it winds me up personally i guess maybe maybe this is just a personal <laughs> thing it's one of my pet peeves I, because i know there are people out there who have real issues there's sociophobia and there's autism and spurgers and those people have real issues and, and to have someone who doesn't have those taking that on as an identity and then moaning about it online really winds me up and and I think these two sonnets have hit a nerve because it's very similar it's someone who doesn't have a problem pretending they do uh, and a very specific problem and I don't I don't like that good rant 
No, no. I I do agree that there's quite a lot of people. It doesn't help that we have Facebook and Twitter. I mean, Facebook specifically asks you, how are you feeling today? (laughs) And then your name. And you just... It it doesn't. I saw a comment earlier where someone just wrote, "We we should all take a moment now to uh, think about our friends on Facebook who are having a bad day." And you just, just at any one point get a it, grip. It, yeah, yeah. At any one point with today's, it used to be this very. Well, there is this structure of of how many people you can interact with. So you can have one or two very very close relationships, and then you can have maybe five or six close friends. And then you can have maybe ten or fifteen acquaintances, and this, there's this pyramid diagram, and it goes. Isn't that the uh, the Dunbar number? You can have that's 150 uh, people in your life that you can keep track of. Yes, exactly, and it, that that that's the very bottom row of the um, of the pyramid, and that's how very old civilizations, when they were beginning, when we were first started to create civilizations, that's kind of the natural number for an encampment was about 150. Uh, and it, it seems to be a, a, a universal constant with humans. But Facebook and Twitter, I follow 600 people on Twitter. I, I've probably got uh, 350 Facebook, as they call them on Facebook, Facebook friends. But they're not friends, but they're Facebook friends. And Vir- Virtual contacts. Yes. And, and at any one point, a couple of them are going to be ill. One of them's probably going to be in A&E or, or in hospital. One of them is going to be depressed or upset. Someone's family has, someone in someone's family has died, and so all of this stuff that you wouldn't normally be aware of is suddenly thrust in your face. So I guess that can make the world seem very skewed in the way of of of, of badness and being bad. I guess. Well, they've they, they've done this. Is going way off tangent now. Yeah, we are. Sorry. But they've they, they've done a few studies where they they they've proved that being on Facebook actually causes you to be depressed because you, you well you, you you get the both sides you either get the constant stream of bad news or you get the photos of all the other people all your friend friends in yeah. uh, inverted commas who have who are going out and having fun yes because you, you you're not facebook makes it seem like you're part of their life but you're still only getting that selection of yes. i mean you, you people put up 500 photos of their night out and it's 300 of them just sitting in there with talking to a friend and nothing going on but you click through them and you just go oh they're having such a good time and I didn't go out last night and what am I doing with my life and you just go yeah but they might have been sitting at home for the last three weeks and not doing anything exactly you're just getting that little bit now where you see the fun that they had on one night it gives a very false view of the person and that's how it links back and I think that's why there are these people who don't have the social problems who seem to think they do. The whole mentality of, I never go out, nobody likes me. But it's not that nobody likes me, it's nobody likes me like the people who I connect to seem to be liked. And and it's a very false impression. I was speaking to someone online who had this impression that if you weren't out every night of the week, you didn't have a valid social life. And this was coming from someone who had three standing appointments every week where they would go out with friends. Which is far more than I do. And um, it's a very... I'm not saying I have a bad social life. I think I have a good social life. You have no friends, Mark. <laughs> no one likes me! <laughs> uh, but, so I, that... that what, the, the, the four minutes or whatever, the rant that we, me and you have just had together, <laughs> is why I don't like... Or why I do like the Sonics, because they're very one-track and very simple to digest, but I don't like the 
the Shakespeare's thoughts behind them because it seems to be Shakespeare complaining about something, <laughs> saying he can't do something when it's very patently obvious he can. But then, it's slightly, maybe a slightly different opinion. If if we, I mean, Shakespeare was obviously a creative person. Mm-hmm. Those people tend to be, well, have a lot of self doubts and be be more depressed than I was going to say normal people, but but, but non <laughs> non non creative people. I. Uh... Yeah, I wonder if they have more or whether they're just forced to confront it more. So so if we use normal to mean non-creative, normal people probably don't think they can write either, but creative people they want they, they want to, to, but yeah. So I I just wonder if they confront it more. I Maybe guess. I'm just saying that because I want something to seem like I'm brave. <laughs> well, it is always brave to create something and put it out there for people to critique. Yes, me, me and you are very brave for doing this. We, yeah, we, we, we are the heroes of our generation. <laughs> That's, they should be bumper stickers about us. That's what it should be. Flag-raving parades is what I want. <laughs> just, just yeah, pe- people running around, putting up stickers everywhere, just lampposts. Our, our faces, heroes <laughs> of our generation. <laughs> oh, I can dream. Oh, you, there's an idea for merchandise for inner entertainment. <laughs> Just stick us with faces. our faces on. Oh, with, with maybe a speech bubble with with a section of a sonnet in it somewhere. That'd be awesome. Um, we've not really talked about this sonnet at all, other than how it makes me feel about my life and me. Um, that's not good. You, what, what? Uh, yeah, you, you can go. What do you think? <laughs> I, I I have to look at this again now. I've completely <laughs> forgot what it was. <sighs> There's not I, a lot I, to it, is there? Yeah, it just... I mean, we, we've, I, I, I think we talked about this before we started recording, the, the, the weird rhymes that he tries to force into this, that the Vaslich and Ambersich, or however you pronounce that word... <laughs> Yes, yeah. One just... seems to have too many more syllables than the other. Vassalage. And a, and a vassalage. They've got the same vassage. number. It's the vassal. It's the, the hard vassal. Whereas it's ember. Vassalage. Any, anyway. <laughs> it's that, that and the, the, the final line, which uh, I haven't counted the... Uh, beats now but it seems to be lo- well j- just from looking at it it seems to be longer than uh, it should be yes. till then not show my head where thou mayst prove me and that that could be because it has changed some of the uh, it, when we get to sonnet 28 I'll bring this up again but it seems that the original quatrain versions um, they've the, the sonnets as we know them now have changed slightly as in the Petrarchan uh, sonnets and uh yeah, and certain words have changed. I imagine because the words that that Shakespeare used back then were probably going out of date for Shakespeare's time, and so they've been they've been kind of tidied up a bit. So that could be why that last line looks so freaking long. Are you counting syllables at the moment? Is that what you're doing? I'm trying to, but my head just goes. It doesn't work. Yeah, it has a level. I've, 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 I've always been shit with it, um, counting syllables, and just no. 
Till then, not work. show my head where thou mayst prove me. So, yeah, 11 syllables on that line. So it's not iambic pentameter, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and the one before yeah. it's got 11 as well. Then may I dare to boast how I do love thee. It's, it's 11. So, yeah, this isn't an iambic pentameter. So that probably means something. There, there's probably someone listening to podcasts going, Yes! Yes, it does! How can you not see it? <laughs> but, but I, so I, obvious! Yeah, sorry. Um, I don't see what that means. Maybe it means something that he broke out of it, but I don't know. Sorry. Would you, would you like to read this one now? I'll, I'll, I'll try. Did I go wrong? I can't remember where I went wrong. There were, I stopped a few I, times, I, but... I can't remember. I'm going to go with yes, because it's probably a safe bet. I'm going to stumble over that stupid um, bad, uh... embassage. Embassage? Embassage? Embassage. Someone tell us how that word's meant to be pronounced, please. It, it, it Probably a weird old Latin or French <laughs> word. <laughs> embassage, or something like that. It's going to be weird. I'll just go with embassage. Yeah. Right, Sonnet 26. <laughs> Lord of my love, to whom in vassalage thy merit hath my duty strongly knit... To thee I send this written ambassage, to witness duty, not to show my wits. Duty so great, which wit so poor as mine, make me the uh, <laughs> You almost went into baby talk. <laughs> which <laughs> Where did you get to? Up there. Duty so great. Which wit so poor as mine may make seem bare in wanting words to show it, but that I hope some good conceit of thine in thy soul's thought all naked will bestow it. Till whatsoever star that guides my moving points on me graciously with fair respect, and w- oh. <laughs> I, I don't know, it seems I'm getting two lines and then I'm just stumbling all over the place. <laughs> and I'm the ill one. Okay, we, we, we can. We can I'll, I'll trim some of this down. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> I completely wet. You you done the naked bit? Uh, you were uh, points be gracious. And like. puts apparel you were at. And puts apparel on my tottered loving to show me worthy of thy sweet respect. Then may I dare to boast how I do love thee. Till then, not show my head where thou mayst prove me. Excellent. Wow, that was a flawless reading of title <laughs> of Sonnet Twenty Six. Uh, once, you. once we've cut out all the stumbling. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. That was Sonnet Twenty Six. I hope you join us next time for Sonnet Twenty Seven. I've been Mark Chasley. I have been Jerry Hillis. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.